Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, so if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. All right, everybody, welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. Uh, I am Ben Dieter. You can find me at bdieter75 on Twitter. And I am CJ Berryman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR. And we are doing our first show in, what, three or four shows without actually having an expert on. Well, other than us, yeah. we're, we're experts. You and I, yeah, we are, totally. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we get to have some uh, some alone time. So me and you have been for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. And I'll, say, I'll say, yeah, I've, I've missed you too. But uh, if you haven't gone back and listened, Jeff Wilson, Chris Halleck, and Kennedy Landry, those were, uh, I mean, just talking to someone who covers the team day-to-day is always so great. Yeah, it was awesome. We got really in-depth, all the questions answered that we wanted to have and that every Rangers fan, every Rangers fan wanted to have. It was, uh, it was marvelous, all three of them, very, very in the know when it comes to the texas rangers they are and of course you can find us at the ranger report on twitter at the ranger report on facebook uh we are on anchor apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify uh iheart radio pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast you can find us and don't forget we have a shop the ranger report shop go check that out my personal favorite right now is the rugi's greatest hit shirt which is a caricature of Rugie punching uh you know jose bautista in the face <laughs> great shirt uh, i really like that one so go check that out and speaking of shirts we started a trivia question thing on the podcast and although our listenership is up not enough people have answered those questions so i am going to open all three of them back up and i'm going to tweet it out tomorrow um so the first one was who is the winningest postseason pitcher in rangers history the second one was how many Rangers have been MVPs while they were wearing a Rangers uniform? And the third one was what was Michael Young's original number with the Rangers? So I'm going to tweet those three out and uh, you'll have an opportunity to answer those and uh, win something from our shop. I was hoping that we'd uh, we'd be able to give our own little answers to those, even though I know you know the answers, but um, I've, I've been uh, 
kind of a kind of a nerd and that and not looking anything up and not none of that stuff and was gonna gonna chime in on my own guesses but i know i know two of them by for sure yeah yeah but the third one i i actually i actually had to look the third one up I'll, i mean the second one i'll be honest the mvps yeah i thought i knew all of them but i wanted to be ho- totally sure before before i you know <laughs> checked the answers that i was right no, I got. I mean, I got. I'm. I'm pretty sure I got three, and I. Yeah. Yeah. All three, and pretty sure I know all the MVPs. But we'll open back. I, 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 yeah, I think I'd have to miss it. We'll that. open them back up for this week, and then next week we'll answer the three of them, and then start a new one for the month of March. All right. Yeah. Get on there and vote, folks. Get on there and vote. So anyway, let's start with that. Let's start with uh, if you've been watching or listening to any Rangers games over the last few weeks, spring training. Why does Joey Gallo hate baseballs so much? In four games, he has knocked, or in five games, he's knocked four home runs over the fence. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy how when he hits a home run, it, you know, Josh Hamilton had the had the just the sound, yeah, of the bat. Joey Gallo's is just, you know, the instant, but like almost even before the ball hits the bat, that it's gone. I mean, and just the explosion that the ball has coming off the bat, and uh, he just, man, it's it's so impressive the power he has, uh, just very generational. Uh, I I can't think of anybody. Is there anybody you can think of that has just that kind of pop? You know that you've seen in your lifetime. I mean, maybe Mike Trout, maybe when he gets a hold of one, but I don't even know if he makes that same sound that Joey Gallo no. does when he gets a hold of it. No, I, I'm, I was thinking back maybe 90s, Mo Vaughn, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, Andres Galarraga had some moonshots there in Colorado uh, during his prime, but I mean, just none that once you see it hit, you feel sorry for the baseball. Well, the, and the first I remember from him was at the uh, it was at a minor league all star game, and I remember hearing that he had broken a windshield outside yeah. of the stadium. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, it, just, uh, it was like sitting up in the uh, behind the concourse, and he hit a home run during the game, not yeah. batting practice during the game, and broke the window of that that truck. Yeah, it was like no one thought a ball could reach there, and he hit it all the way out there. So he just he does tag baseballs, and the funny thing to me is he said that he is going to try to, uh, you know, work more on, like, a level swing and getting base hits this year. And then so far he's hit four home runs in five games. Well, you never know. <laughs> like I said in in, a, in one of our podcasts earlier, if the average goes up, the homers are going to go up. And just him making better contact overall, he's just got the natural strength to, to hit the ball with power to all fields. So, yeah. yeah. And sometimes yeah, you just, just are what you are, and he's a home run. Yeah, yeah, he is. And I mean, like I like I said, if his batting average is two thirty five, two forty, we're looking at maybe a fifty plus home run season. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, if he can if he can swing with a more level plane and, and trying to hit the ball more solidly rather than trying to hit it farther, uh, batting average is going to come up, and just his natural his natural power is going to raise that batting average. So that's exciting to hear that he's actually focusing on that. And we'll see if it continues. Uh, it's a long season, so uh, let's hope that uh, that focus stays the same. Yeah, the Rangers have eight home runs. Four of them are from Joey Gallo. Two of them are from Rugnet Odor, or from I'm sorry, Ronald Guzman. One's from Rugnet Odor. So let's talk about those guys mm-hmm. trying really hard to make the team. You know, both of them are on the bubble. They were told. I mean, they brought in you know a first baseman 
and they brought in two third basemen to, to battle both those guys. And the question is, Ronald Guzman is tearing it up after he did mm-hmm. it in the Dominican League, and Rugnit Odor is actually playing a good third base right now. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that they are – I mean, they're, they're working their way in. Are you nervous now that Ruggie's going to be the starting third baseman? Uh, I don't think so. You know, I'm not really going to be worried about the hitting this year. I think the Rangers are just going to let Ruggie be Ruggie and stop messing with him so much and tinkering with him throughout the season. I think they're just going to say, hey, go go be Ruggie. And being at third base, I think I found a better way to to talk about his mindset in a more politically correct way, and I think it actually matches better. The less, the quicker he thinks and the less time he has to think about something, the better he is. So at second base, you're getting ground balls that, you know, aren't always hit hard. Well, now he's playing the hot corner where you don't have a whole lot of time to think. You got to react. So when Ruggy reacting and not thinking is the best Ruggy. So with him playing good third base, I think, I mean, it's, it could be a resurrection of a career. And I know we're just, you know, a few games in, but if he could, like I said, the less he thinks, you know, the faster he thinks when he's just thinking with, when he's just playing baseball based on instincts, his instincts are really good. So that that's, that's a plus. And yeah, he did have his first homework of the season today. Yeah. And it was a big one as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think him and then Guzman, you know, Guzman is a really, really good first baseman. He just hasn't been great at the plate. And if Guzman can find himself at the plate, then I think Lowe is out of a job because Guzman is a fantastic first baseman. Right. He's got the size. He's got the stretch and the reach. He's got everything you're looking for. He's got all those tools that you want in a great first baseman. So the question is, would he put Lowe out of a job if he can hit? And I think yes. Yeah, I do agree because, like you said, those defensive skills at first base, they're irreplaceable. And they're so valuable to a team whenever your infielders can trust that the first baseman can can pick up a mistake from you, you know, a bad throw. You and you don't have to concentrate so hard on trying to hit the center of the of the first baseman. You you can just have confidence that you throw it over there and he's going to catch it because he's got such a huge wingspan. And the, the reason wingspan they call him the condor. Yep. You know, so there's a reason for that. And it, also, if he can another guy, if his batting average is good, he's so large and his swing is so long. If his batting average is improved. He's going to hit a lot of home runs as well. It might not Joey Gallo style, but uh, he's going to slug more. He'll probably hit a lot of doubles, a lot of gappers. So that's exciting to see. And, yeah, he's got a higher OPS right now than Joey Gallo. He does, yeah. All right, speaking of that, let's move on to uh, a guy who I worked all week pronouncing his name, Mike fulton Evans. See, <laughs> I finally got it. Go. I finally got it, Mike fulton Evans. Right. Yes. Proud of you. I feel Woo. much better about myself now. Well, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast called Locked On Rangers, and uh, you know he covers them every day for the Dallas Morning News, and uh, he got it wrong, so I felt all a lot better about myself. <laughs> all right, yeah, well, I got it right the first time. You did, I, I know. I yeah. cheated, I cheated. Bragger. I looked. Yeah, I had to look it up and and had to actually uh, click the little pronunciation but pronunciation button to get it right. So I cheated. I'll admit it. All right, but speaking of that, we're talking about uh, him. Uh, speaking of overreacting, which is always fun to do uh, on spring training, right? Overreacting is always a lot of fun, and it's so easy. Yeah, it exactly is so easy. At Fultonevich and Wes Benjamin have both had fantastic outings yep. so far when they've come into uh, into pitch. So you know, Fultonevich they're already saying is probably 
probably in the rotation, but I think his outing today really proved that his his velocity was back up where they wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And then Benjamin looked great when he pitched. You know, he could sneak his way in there as well. So I think I think Voltanovitz is showing us that the, I think the Rangers got something there. Yes, sir. If that looked like all star form, Fultonovich. Yeah, and I'm just saying his name now just because it's fun to say because I know <laughs> how to say it. But now Fulty, he he looked uh, like the all star that he was with the Braves that one year. Uh, and if his, if he has that stuff, man, the dim- the Rangers may have found a diamond in the rough. Yep. And, uh, that's another guy that we didn't talk about, but. That later on in the season, if he's doing very well, the Rangers aren't contending. You can get a haul in for him and add more names to that to that uh, pot that I keep mentioning. So that's awesome to see. And yeah, he had a perfect perfect two innings today. West yep. Benjamin and two two uh, appearances has has not allowed a run. So uh, we haven't talked much about Benjamin cracking in the rotation, but um, maybe I don't know. Yeah, so far they're liking what they're seeing from him. Yeah, the, and. We keep talking about the, you know, the Allards and the Dunnings and, you know, those guys, but I mean, West Benjamin has gone under the radar and they, it, these are the stories. And I think you talked about it uh, a few podcasts ago, maybe a month or two ago, that these are the types of guys that might pop up that you think uh, that you don't think about at all during spring training. And then, bam, they're on the roster come uh, opening day. So I think West Benjamin has a really good shot to be one of those guys. Yeah. And Allard has actually been struggling. Mm hmm. He had a rough outing the other day. He did, and he had another rough one. I don't think it was today. It was the other day where they had to roll both of his innings. Yes, and uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's still early, and yeah, we're going to overreact. You know? Yeah, oh yeah. oh yeah. West Benjamin's in the rotation now. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. And Mike yeah. Bolton-Evitz is an age. Ace is going to be up for the Cy Young right now. Yep, and we're going to get a Mark DeShera Hall in a trade for him. Yeah, after now, facing uh, six batters. Yes, yes, he's awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, they, they, so far so good on those two for sure. And and with a guy like Benjamin, you you really actually, it's another guy you really pull for. He's a real quiet, been real quiet and quietly making a name for himself here just early on. He is. And speaking of what I just mentioned, rolled innings, and we brought this up with Kennedy Landry on Thursday, but. It is so weird to see him walk out there with one out in the inning and say, all right, we're rolling it to the next one. It's just so strange. Mm-hmm. It's not baseball. I understand why they're doing it because, you know, you don't want people to get hurt at this point of spring mm-hmm. training. But, man, to me, it just throws off the whole game. It certainly does. It doesn't feel like a baseball game. And he admitted it. Uh yeah. Chris Woodward admitted he doesn't like doing it. It's not baseball, but you're trying to protect the players. And uh, he had to do it with K- Kohei Arahara, who had two 20 plus pitch innings. So, you know, you're just trying to, you know, those guys that are reaching the 40 pitch limit, you don't want to, you don't want to blow them out trying to just get outs. You're just wanting to get them some work in. So I totally understand it and I get it. It just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? It yeah, just oh yeah. does not feel right. Uh, but it is what it is, and they're doing it to protect the players, and I get it. I agree with it. Yeah. But when it comes to, you know, you, you want to sit down and watch a baseball game, man, right now uh, you're not going to get the, the full baseball experience, unfortunately. No, I agree with that. And it's been – most of them have been on the radio so far, and they've been fun to listen to. But, you know, it's uh, uh, just weird to hear that happen for sure. Yeah, one out, runners on second and third, and the inning's over. Well, in the, I remember in the game against the White Sox, they rolled two bases loaded innings, and the fans started booing. Yeah, that's what uh, Kennedy Landry yeah. was talking about the other day. <laughs> and, man, the baseball purists are just 
throwing a fit about it. I get it. I totally get it. But it's spring training, so let's let's. It's not. It's not going to be a real game situation here. No, and the games don't count. They never have, so it's not like they're changing that. Yeah, they're, we're not deciding who's going to make a, who's going to be home team for All Star Game or anything like that. No, no, nothing like that. Yeah. Which still ticks me off, by the way. Yeah, I don't like that either. But. All right. Well, I figured tonight we would do some uh, since we're talking about everything way too early. We would do some way too early picks on who is going to be starting on opening day for the Texas Rangers. So I'll let you go first and start with the infield. Who is the Rangers starting infield April first? I'm going to be super positive on the on the, the Guzman train here. I'm going to say he he stands strong and got a new guy coming in and they low to try to take that spot. And, but Guzman's going to hang on with his defense, especially being superior. So him at first, Solak does does enough to to hold the second spot down. Uh, obviously, IKF, Isaiah Connor for left is going to be the shortstop. And I'm going to go ahead and say Rugi will be your starting third baseman. All right. And uh, I am going to uh, I'm going to disagree with one of those. So I also believe that Ronald Guzman is going to be your starting first baseman. I believe that Nick Solak is going to be your starting second baseman. I don't think there's any doubt that mm-hmm. Isaiah Connor Falefa is going to be your starting shortstop. Mm-hmm. But after hearing uh, Landry talk about him on Thursday, I think that Charlie Culberson is going to win the third base yeah, spot. Yeah, I knew you. I had a feeling you might go there. And I think if Ruggie doesn't win the spot, then Brock Holt also makes the team. Yeah, I don't think Ruggie makes the roster period if he does not win a starting job at either second or third. And I'm pretty sure Solak's got second secured at least right now. But he'd have to. It'd have to be a pretty bad catastrophe for him not to hold on to that second base job. So yeah, yeah if if Rugi does not win the job, he's off the roster. Period. So yep. yep. Uh, yes. Okay. I, I like I like the goal there. Going going ahead and saying Rugi gone. Yep. I'm saying Culberson starts. Rugi gone. And then I think that uh, we didn't mention that, but I think it's pretty obvious that Trevino is going to be the starting uh, catcher, and then Heim is going to be his backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there, the, Heim's going to get a lot of a lot of starts as well. Yep. Uh, it's, you know, both every major league team needs two catchers and two effective catchers because you can't have a catcher go 162 games. I know guys like Pudge tried, but you know, yeah. you got to have off days and, and they're getting more and more off, especially in Arlington. When it gets real hot, you might see uh, one start every other day. So yeah, Heim's going to get plenty. And yeah, I didn't even mention Trevino, but yeah, Trevino's I'm, I'm penciling him in for sure. Yeah. I think like IKF, that one's a given. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, that's, that's that's kind of a formality at this point. Yep. Now we didn't mention it. I'm going to mention it with outfield. We'll do DH with outfield. But I'm going to start with uh, right field again. Speaking of a lock, uh, Joey Gallo. Mm-hmm. I think he may have earned that spot over the last few uh, spring training games. I, th- mm-hmm. I think he might have earned that spot. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think Joey Gallo is going to start in right field. I think. Now this one. I'm kind of laughing about uh, what I want to say is not what I think. I want to say that Tavares goes down to AAA for more work and they start Delino to Shields, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's actually going to happen. I think yeah. Lodi Tavares is going to be your starting center. Field. Yeah, I agree. It would be it would be neat to see Delino, and then there's there's still a small chance that he would make the roster if he did not win well, the, the center field job. But we've we've already been told, I think it was Jeff Wilson, that as neat as it would be to have him back, the reality is it's probably not the case because they want Tavares in, in center field yeah. and in the lineup. Well, and he's struggling at the plate in spring training. But again, 
spring training, you know, stats. He's working on stuff. They're not really too worried mm-hmm. about it. So, and then of course, left field is going to be uh, David Dahl, unless David he is not Dahl. healthy enough. But all signs point to the fact that he is healthy enough to play starting on opening day. And then I think on opening day, I'm not saying this is going to be this every game, but on opening day, I think Willie Calhoun gets the slot at uh, DH, and it might be an every other day thing between him and Chris Davis going forward. Yep, I cannot disagree with any of those. Uh, I yeah, I think Laoti is going to be your starting center fielder. David Dahl in left, and he can also play center and yeah. give Laoti days off as well. And then you can slide in yeah, maybe Chris Davis in left or Willie Calhoun in left, maybe on those days. And at the DH, I agree, and I think it's going to be a straight platoon situation based on who's pitching. Yep, you could see uh, Calhoun mostly hitting against or in the uh, lineup against right-handed pitchers and Chris Davis in the lineup against left-handed pitchers. So I think, I think you're dead on there and um, yeah, it's a, a straight platoon at DH is what I think we're going to have. I agree. All right, let's move on to rotation. I'll let you go first with rotation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one, no, this I'm one. giving you the hard one. <laughs> this one. No, this is the fun one. Yeah, um, I agree. It really is. I'm going to, I am going to stick with what I initially said a few weeks ago, uh, Kyle Gibson, Koe, Arahara, Fulte, and then the four and five is where it gets real fun. Uh, I'm going to go with Dane Dunning and Kyle Cody. I like it. I like it. That is, uh, that is bold. Yeah, that's 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 one of Dane Dunning. I think is almost a lock. I, I think we can almost almost put him there, but uh, it is open. Uh, Kyle Cody, I just like the the size. Um, he was so good last year. Whenever he played, uh, whenever he got an opportunity late later in the short season, I just I just see him holding down the fifth spot. Dunning being number four. So yeah, top to bottom, number one Gibson, number two Arahara, number three Fulty. Number four, Dunning. Number five, Cody. And I one, two, three. No surprise, are exactly the same as yours. Gibson, Arahara, and uh, Boltonevich. Yeah, I said it again because I can say it now. Yeah, uh, um, But yeah, yeah, I debated a lot about my four and five. I thought about putting Jordan Lyles back in there because Wilson thinks he's going to wind up in there when we talk. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he thinks he can be a swingman. So yep. But I, I think we discussed as well. I think they value him too much as a long reliever, sort of mm-hmm. like what. Uh, Scott Feldman did before yeah. he was a starter where he came, yeah. could come in in the second inning and give you five or six innings. I think that's what they're going to wind up doing with Jordan Lyle. So I think number four will be Dane Dunning. Okay. We and then there. I used to think five was Allard, but he's doing so bad that mm-hmm. I may have to change my pick now. Overreaction. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. That's what spring training is all yeah. about, my friend. It's yeah. all about overreaction. And speaking of overreaction, I'm going to say Wes Benjamin sneaks into that. Oh, there we go. All after, right. After his two whole innings of pitching so well, I think that uh, he is going to sneak into that spot. So that's who I have as my five uh, right all now. All right. All right. You went way bolder than I did on these early predictions. I'll, I'll, try, to, I'll try to get more brave in the next one. Now nah, it's all about it's all about having fun and debating, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be trying to be too realistic. I don't want it to I be just, I don't want it to be Cody because that means you were right all along and I wasn't. So I don't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did start that start with that one. So you did. So I'm I don't gonna, want you I'm to be stick right. to it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. A little 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 fun banter there. Yeah. I don't want I don't want you to be right on that because then then you know I've been doing this forever. I can't be wrong. 
<laughs> hey, I'll, yeah. have you, I'll have you know, back in 2010, I predicted the Cliff Lee trade. It was luck, but I predicted it. So see, after that, I can't ever be wrong again. Yep, yep. You, you nailed it, and you're right for the rest yeah. of the Yeah, your you life. see you see all the ones from 2010 to now that I said I've gotten right, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I predicted that Derek Holland would be a, a future near ace. So. <laughs> and he was just pitching out of the bullpen, so I was almost right, I guess. I, guess. I don't know. He was really good in the playoffs in 11. I was also super excited about Ryan Dempster, if that tells you anything. Oh, yeah, Ouch. yeah, you shouldn't yeah. have said that one. No, I shouldn't have said that one. <laughs> well, you know, since I edit this, I can cut that out if I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> All right, oh, next. Good. Next is the bullpen. Um, you know, who I haven't heard a lot about is Ian Kennedy. No, and we uh, we asked Jeff Wilson about that, and he said it's certainly possible that he could be a back inning guy. So. I, uh, that's just, I, that's, that's my, I guess, non-roster invitee player to watch. This guy yeah. I've been wanting to watch. So, um, I think he makes it. I think he does make it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'll go first on bullpen. I think your closer is going to be Jose Leclerc. Uh, my, my are already in there guys are Jonathan Hernandez, mm-hmm. uh, Brett Martin, Jordan Lyles. I know those guys are going to be in there. Okay. And then I think uh, all I've heard about him, I think uh, Jolie Rodriguez is going to make the team. Mm-hmm. And then Korean uh, Hyung Jung Yang, mm-hmm. which I know that's not actually how you say it. It's really hard to pronounce. So I'm just going to say it like it's spelled. And then I think Josh Spores makes the team. Oh. And then Ian Kennedy, I think, will be the last addition to the team. So okay. those are gonna, that's going to be my bullpen. Eight guys, that's going to be my bullpen. I agree with all but one. Ah, ah. Uh, take out Boars and add in Demarcus Evans. Ah, yes. So, uh, yeah, Demarcus Evans. I got to see him pitch up here in Amarillo when they came to play the Sod Poodles when he was at Frisco. Really, 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 really good. Doesn't throw, you know, 100 miles an hour, but it's mid to high 90s. Uh, very effective. I would love to see him in the in Arlington when the 40 man is released, but got to stay healthy. And of course for pitching, we left out guys like Taylor Hearn and Justin Mm -hmm. Anderson and other guys who I think are going to start in the minors, but this is all for opening day. You know, Mm -hmm. the second day of the season, any of these guys could be called up to to perform. Yeah. At any point. And they all probably will. So yeah, I think we're going to see all of the top prospects at double and triple A at some point this season. Yeah. And it's just one of those years where you're going to get a, a, everybody's going to get a cup of coffee up at the major league level that we're talking about here. So unless they're non-roster invites or Rugnet Odor, uh, if they don't make the team, doesn't mean that you're not going to see them. It's going to be one of those years where you're going to see a lot of guys and you're going to look and say, who is that? Well, if you keep listening to our podcast, you're going to know exactly who that is. That's right. And that is a beautiful transition into what I wanted to talk about next. And that is minor league coverage. We have a, Press access to Frisco and Round Rock, and I might try for a third one as well down in uh, at the single A level because there's a lot of huge prospects down there. But basically, probably two times a month, we're going to try to bring you guys an interview of a future Ranger. You know, Josh Young, uh, well, any of these guys that are down in the minor leagues. We're going to try to bring these guys to you, uh, get you close access to them. You know, learn about them, learn how their journeys go. And so our plan is to have a lot of minor league coverage this year. We didn't do a lot last year just because there was no minor leagues. 
so I had no way to cover it. But now that CJ and I are doing this and there will be minor league seasons, our plan is to really hit Frisco and Round Rock hard. We are, and we we, we are getting daily reports. So I, I love eyeballing minor leagues and seeing what guys are doing down there and being able to talk about it in this kind of forum is going to be so fun. And just uh, just just talking about it, informing the the uh, listeners what's going on down there, because most people are obviously going to be focused on the major league team. Well, you might not know who's coming up if that's all you're focusing on, but we're gonna we're gonna dive dive in, dig deep, and we are going to bring you lots of minor league coverage because there's going to be a lot of guys you're going to see up there, and we want to talk about them that way you know exactly who it is when they take foot on the major league baseball exactly and we're going to try to hit media people from down there as well and of course we'll have victor rojas on again uh later during the season so not just players but front office maybe coaches whoever we can get on to just talk about the development of future texas rangers or you know trade pieces whatever they're going to be we'll bring them to you guys so our plan this year is to really really do good on that hopefully you'll enjoy it um We'll also write about it on the on the website. So there'll be a little more with the Rangers being three to five years away from being productive. Uh, I think these are the guys you're going to see be productive. So we'd like to start bringing them to you now. Absolutely. And, you know, there could be trade pieces later on to bring in another young prospect. There's just so many different things that can happen in a season like this. Again, I keep saying it might get some might sound old, but throwing as many names in that pot and seeing who comes to the top when it gets hot. So uh, it's going to be fun. I, I'm an, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, but that's not it. We're also Jared Sandler. I'm working on Eric Nadell, mm-hmm. possibly Tom Greve. We're also going to do some uh, major league guys. We're not just going to focus on the minor leagues, but, you know, hopefully you guys are, are listening to this at a, at a much larger rate than we did last year or the year before. So, and I, like I said, I blame CJ. He came along. All of a sudden, our listenership is way up. So <laughs> you guys must have been tired of hearing me talk to myself, and you like hearing somebody else in on the conversation. Oh, they like to see us make bold, overreacting predictions and then hope each other's wrong. Oh, heck yeah, man. I I did. (laughs) You know, it's if I got it right in the past, you know, I did not bring it up on the next podcast if I got it wrong because I was the only one doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't have nobody to call you out. Nobody to call me out. It was great. Uh, I loved that. Actually, funny story. One time when I was doing a general sports podcast, we were talking to Mickey Spagnola of Uh DallasCowboys.com. And I asked it. A question about Tony Romo that was kind of like a leading, really, really easy question. And it was a little too easy because when I finished asking it, he said, well, that's a really stupid question. <laughs> so you laid it up. You tried to lay him one up to, to kind of get him in the groove and he just smacked you down. He became a Matumbo. He that. did. It was it was uh, it was great. And my, my buddy who ran that podcast used that clip for all of eternity on the rest of that show. <laughs> I would. I certainly would. Yeah. No matter what I said. To him, he would play the clip of "That's a really stupid question." <laughs> yeah, or have it on the intro. <laughs> yeah, we we, we right. had it we had it on the intro too. Yeah, I was gonna say have it on the intro right after uh, right after the names are announced of who's the host, and then that's a stupid question. Totally nothing to do with anything, <laughs> but uh, that that we had a slogan for that podcast, and it was always leaving room for improvement. Yeah, yeah, and well, actually we do that here too. <laughs> actually, he he had uh, he's a he's a journalist. My friend Nathan Haig actually is a journalist for a living, and mm-hmm. he was covering the Rangers one day, and he actually got David Murphy to say that for us. 
Oh, that's awesome. So we had David Murphy was called the Hague Sports Podcast. He, and we had him say, you're listening to the Hague Sports Podcast, always leaving room for improvement. <laughs> I like it. It was a great, great clip. So, yeah, you and I have to come up with a cheesy slogan for us and see if we can yeah. get like Josh Young or somebody to say it. We'll, yeah, we, we, we'll work on something. Yeah, we'll, we'll market ourselves to be uh, to how bad we actually are. Yeah, <laughs> be, we'll be realistic with it. There you go. All right. And one more thing, the greatest Rangers bracket that we've been doing. We are down to the final eight. Uh, we really need your help on this now. It is the eight people you would expect. All the number one and number two seeds move through to the top eight round. So I don't know if any number twos are going to make it through, CJ. I mean, when you've got Nolan Pudge, Michael Young, and Adrian Beltre, you know, who, who is going to beat any of those guys? Who could? Who do you think could be an upset? I don't. Uh, Juan Gonzalez would be the only one I could possibly see. Yeah, former MVP. Oh, I just gave one away. You did, former MVP. So it's Pudge. Oops. <laughs> oh, yeah, two <laughs> of them, huh? Oh. But yeah, it's all, it's all ones and twos, you know, so we'll see. I, and I think if I remember right, we have uh, we have Juan up against Michael Young, so I don't know if that's going to happen. Ooh, bad matchup. Yeah. Bad matchup but, but, for Juan but, right but there. But the other one would have been Adrian Beltre, so... That one, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he, yeah, just a bad matchup for one. He'd have a better chance against Beltray, to be honest. Because Beltray wasn't, uh, didn't, didn't get homegrown as, as Michael Young. Yeah, he wasn't even really homegrown, but he, uh, yeah. he was uh, brought in from a trade. From uh, from Toronto, I'm yep. sorry for Esteban Loiza. Correct, and we won that uh, trade. Yes, I think we did. <laughs> yep. Well, be sure to subscribe to the uh, podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can also sign up for our email blast or our email uh, list on therangerreport.com right there on the front page, and you'll get uh, every article we write right in your inbox, so you can sign up for that. Of course, you can follow CJ and I on Twitter, follow the Ranger Report on Twitter, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.